Hey, so uh, we are continuing our series, Are We Still? This is a, uh, a series all about relationships, all about how we connect, all about how we build life together. Someone say together. 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 Oh, y'all are awake today. I like it. Um, and so last week we talked about unif- unified, being unified with one another. Are we still unified? But this week uh, we're going to be talking about are we still communicating? Are we still communicating? Which... Um, <laughs> it's hard for me. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's hard for all of us. Man, communicating is such a powerful thing, especially within relationships, being honest, building one another, sharing your feelings. For me, that's impossible. Anyone with me on that? Come on. Okay, listen, be honest. Okay, yep, cool. Um, and so are we still communicating? And if we can communicate in our relationships, if we can effectively speak to one another, share with one another our lives, we are going to see amazing favor over our relationships. Amen. Amen. Hey, I want to share this with you. And I I love what Paul says. And this is so simple. And it's not talking about the way that we uh, speak in relationships, but just the power of the way that we need to be speaking, the heavenly way that we need to be talking and communicating. It says this, Colossians 3.16, if you have notes, they're under your chair. It would be wonderful to write some stuff down. So that way you remember. Hello. Um, And so it says this, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another, building one another up in wisdom. So talking about that sharing of words, singing, we should be singing together. Yes, even if you're terrible, you should be singing. Okay, I know it's scary. Uh, Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I think that there's an immense heavenly intentional way of speaking and and using our words to communicate with one another that Paul is writing to us about. And so we're going to be talking about how we can speak today, how we can elevate one another and build one another through the way that we talk. Uh, If you want to write this down, this is the bottom line for today. When we speak in a heavenly way, we see heaven follow our words. When we speak different, when we elevate one another, when we allow God to speak encouragement, When we show love and when we're honest and open and truthful, we're going to see heaven invade our relationships. Does anyone want heaven in their relationships? And so I want to talk about that today. Cool? All right, let's pray real quick. God, we thank you. Um, We thank you that you, (laughs) you can teach us how to speak, how to communicate. We thank you that you are modeling us or modeling to us the way that we ought to build one another through our words. And so God, I pray over today that our relationships would be strengthened one with you, but two with each other. And uh, God, I pray that we would learn how to speak to one another. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Hey, um, so I, I want to tell a story about when I first started dating Emmy. Actually, it was before I started dating Emmy. Uh, I was a young, skinny, handsome, gorgeous man at 21 years old. It was a gorgeous time of my life. And uh, Emmy was in college. She was at OU. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yep. Any OU? Yep. Well, sweet. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, Ohio. Not my, not my favorite place in the world. But um, so Emmy was in college. I was uh, working at a church. I was young. I went to college to be in ministry. And I was very intentional about being a pastor. And I needed my gorgeous pastor's wife. You know what I mean? Okay. And so... I, uh, I was like, you know, I was dating a little bit here and there, probably did some stupid things. Nope, not probably, definitely, okay? And uh, I, I, uh, there was this moment, I came back from Australia. Uh, there was this girl named Carrie who lived with my parents. Carrie and I never got along. She's got a strong personality. She's feisty. And yeah, Carrie. Um, but she has this twin. 
incredible girl, Emily, okay? And so, <laughs> and so I start, you know, Emily and I, we didn't date right away. I saw her serving in church. I said this last week. I was like, yo, she's real hot. She's worshiping right now, <laughs> okay? Uh, she was serving the youth ministry. I was like, wow, double, like, that's awesome, okay? And so Emily and I start forming this friendship, relationship, and we got to this place where I knew if I kept talking to her, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna date her and we're gonna get married. What's up? That's how we do it, okay? And so uh, we were hanging out here and there. And here's, I'm a very honest, upfront person. I'll tell you what I think. Um, I'll tell you what I feel. And uh, I don't know if Emmy was ready for this. Uh, so I was putting cool, uh, again, I was 21. I was putting lights in my car. I wanted it to be like all purple in my car, really. 21 okay and uh it was an awesome it was an awesome thing and i was like oh i bet you emmy would love to come to advanced auto parts with me okay and so i'm like hey yo what's up emily didn't call her babe because you know intentionality around my words i was like hey what's up emily and she's like hey how are you she doesn't speak to that like that to me anymore but hey how are you oh my gosh okay i was like do you want to come to advanced auto parts Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, my gosh. And she's, like, ready for this date to go to Advanced Auto Parts. And uh, the other thing is, is, like, I was very intentional about, like, you know, I didn't have a girl in the car unless, like, we were dating. So I was like, oh, shoot, she's in my car. I mean, here we are. And so I, I go into Advanced Auto Parts in Monroeville and uh, right by Value City. And we, we park. And I don't get out of the car. She's like, what's up? And I'm like, listen. Let me just tell you how it is. You like me. I like you. We're going to date. And she was like, yes, of course. Like, and like, I was like, look, listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this right now. I like you. You like me. This is what it is. Boom. Okay, listen, I don't play no games. Here's what it is. And so then uh, I took her to auto, advanced auto parts. I got my lights. Real cool. Okay. Uh, I got my lights. And then I was like, okay, we need to go to Starbucks and Napoli's Pizza, and we're going to talk about the parameters and the boundaries within our relationship. <laughs> I'm being serious. That's what it was. And I was like, all right, listen, I'm not dating just to date here, okay? I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to actually pursue marriage, which was like, okay, cool. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, I, I told her some things like, just so you know, this is the pastor life. I'm not going to be making you $12 million a year, honey, okay? And she's like, Yes, amazing. Okay, I'm like, oh, hey, sweet. Okay, she's in it. Sweet. Uh, okay, she bought it. Sweet. Uh, and so um, she, she, I was like telling her some intentional stuff. I was like, look, this was the really funny part. I was like, look, I'm not going to kiss you until we're serious. And she's like, wonderful. That sounds great. Five hours later, I'd kissed her. I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> Didn't last long. But listen, listen, the, the one thing I will say is that Emily and I have been incredibly intentional about the way that we speak to one another. In fact, in our household, we're not allowed to call each other names, uh, which, is, which is a really hard thing. Because <laughs> look, we're, we're feeling some type of way, but, but, but honestly, we want to prioritize the way that we speak with one another. We want to show our son how to speak to one another. I want to show my son how to treat a woman, and that comes with intentionality with his words as well. And so it's, it's hard, especially when confrontation comes, and we got to handle that a little bit differently than I was used to, right? But we have oriented our life to be incredibly intentional about our communication. Incredibly intentional about our communication. And so we found, we found this. We found that gracious communication builds a healthy connection. Yes. Yeah. And it's not always easy. 
Emily is an Italian spicy meatball. She wants to call me a jerk. She does. But it's hard, and so we try, we prioritize speaking honestly with one another. We try, <laughs> this is one of the, okay, I'll give you some insight into our, my arguing. So she's like, mah, 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 mah. okay, and I'm like, honey, come talk to me when you're ready to be intelligent about this. Like, that's, listen, that's not a good move. Don't do it, don't do it. It doesn't work, okay? Uh, but it's intentional. Listen, but here's why, here's why. I don't like getting all heightened. You say things that you don't mean, and it gets a little bit crazy. Again, we're, we're trying to be as intentional as possible with the way that we communicate with one another. Knowing that if we can be, knowing that if our, our communication is centered with love, honesty, truth, openness, that our communication and the way that we speak will actually build an incredible relationship. And so I have a big question for you today, and this isn't just about marriage. This could be with your friends. This could be with your boss. This could be with your coworkers. This could be with your great uncle. I don't know who it is, but are you intentional with the way that you're communicating with those closest to you? Because yeah, yeah. the state of your relationships, I'm telling you, is going to be greatly impacted by the way that you speak with one another. It's hard. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit ago. Whenever you are at uh, Christmas and that one uncle just rubs you the wrong way. And it's hard to not be tense. It's hard to not just disassociate or throw it away or say something insulting or even worse, in my opinion, sarcastic. It's hard. It's hard when we're tense with one another. It's hard whenever your relationship is in a bad place and you're trying to be honest, but you don't know what to say because you don't know where they're going to go. You don't know how they're going to react. And so you might just stuff it or until it builds, 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 and then you blow up anyone like that in this place? Ooh, it's real. Come on. <laughs> we got one hand. Thank you. <laughs> and so listen, listen, listen. There's power in the way that we communicate. And we have to be intentional about that. But I want to show you, I want to show you something today about how powerful speaking. Someone say speak. speak. How powerful it is when we speak. And we'll start with looking at God and the power that he has when he speaks. God models to us the true power of speaking. He models to us the true power of speaking. There's this crazy thing. He is God. He never had to talk to his creation. He never had to be associated with it. Yet he wanted to be close to us and speak with us. And so I want to show you a couple things about how God's words preceded heavenly movement. That when he spoke, miraculous things happened. That whenever he would open his mouth and speak to his creation or speak to the stars, that impossible things were put into motion. And so I want to take a look at this. This is, uh, we, can, we can write this down. God's words spoke unseen things into existence. In the very beginning of time, God was talking to himself. He's like, hey, we want to create something here. <laughs> we're going to create this thing called earth. It's going to be beautiful and it's going to be filled with humans in our likeness. And so this process, I was, I was reading this week and it's really crazy. The way that I would view it is that God would be fashioning things with his hands and he would be putting in a lot of work and he would stretch the skies out and I don't know what it would be, but he would mold the stars. He would mold animals with his hands, but that's not entirely what the word says. And this is Genesis 1. Whenever he creates light, look at what he does. And God said, someone say said. said. He wasn't sitting there fashioning things and fiddling with it and creating light. God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. Yeah, good. Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
That doesn't make sense. He's, he, it, it just, he says light. Oh, and this is another thing that like blows my mind. What did the language of God sound like at that time? Like, what did he say? Was it drawn out? Was it long or was it simple? But he said light. He said it. He didn't fashion it, mold it, and create it, and ponder it, and think about it. He just said light. Boom. It happened. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, someone say said. He said. That's an incredible power. That God's words could speak unseen things into existence. How? How? Clearly, there's some power behind his words. There's power behind God's speech, the way he communicates. It was a very intentional model for us. This is also good. God's words spoke healing over broken bodies. He spoke healing over broken bodies. And again, I was looking at this picture and God performed many miracles. Jesus, when he was on earth, was a miracle worker. I mean, we saw impossible things happen over and over and over again. And we can think about it. And our perception of the journey would be Jesus was laying hands, which he was. He was laying hands. Jesus was walking in the street and and providing for people, putting in physical work. But there's this thing that happens in these miracles, this hidden ingredient. It's called Christ speaking. It says this, um, and, and there was a man who was laying at this well, lame for 30 plus years. There was no hope. He was trying to get into this water so that way he could be healed. Lame. Not able to move. And Jesus runs into him and uh, they start having this conversation. We could put this up there. Um, it, it says this. There was one uh, who was there had been uh, in, invalid uh, for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he learned that he had been in this condition for a very long time. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? Jesus, duh, I want to get well. I've been sitting here for 30 years, bro. Okay, like that's a, that's a weird question. And so this guy responds, sir, uh, I have one to help me out into the pool when the water is stirred. They believe that when this water is stirred that they would dip in and they would be healed, that they would be healed. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said, someone say said. said. What? Hmm. We know the story that he picks up his mat and walk but his words preceded the heavenly miracle. Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured and he picked up his mat and walked. We're seeing here that words are tied in with miracles. That God's power was ushered in by his words that he was speaking to people. Are y'all with me this morning? Because I know I'm preaching. Come on now. Come on now. God's words. They were powerful. Oh, let me share this with you. Has anyone ever heard of the faithful centurion? Faithful centurion. He has a a hurt slave, someone who is is, uh, sick. Let me find this. This is Luke chapter 7. A hurt slave, and he goes and he's seeking out Jesus. The centurion would be a Roman army commander. Uh, He was fighting wars, and uh, he was in a high position within the Roman army. And he was fighting, and he had a wonderful household, and he was trying to defend the Roman Empire and, and grow and expand the Roman Empire. And this man understood, he understood the value of when someone in authority speaks. When someone in authority says, go left, when you go left. He understood whenever someone says, attack, you attack. He understood the power of words within the army. 
And this is so cool. Um, the, the centurion didn't even go out to meet Jesus himself, but he sends someone with a message. He says this, he was not far from the house. Um, Jesus was not far from the house when he sent the centurion, uh, when the friend sent to him, uh, Lord, don't trouble yourself for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. And this is why I did not even consider myself worthy for you to come. The centurion doesn't even allow him in his house. For he understood the power of speaking. Look at what it says here. But say, someone say say. 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 But say the word and my servant will be healed. Are we seeing a pattern here? That speaking precedes heavenly movement. And so Jesus did speak the word and it would go on to say that this man had more faith than anyone in all of Israel. Because he understood the power of communicating. He understood the power of God's word. God's word spoke direction into people's journey. (laughs) I need this. I've been wandering my whole life. I don't know where the heck I'm going. I'm just a human. And when God would speak, he would speak direction (laughs) into people's lives. And they would know where they're going and they would find their place within the body of Christ. We can put this up there. This is Matthew chapter 16. And, and, and here's the thing. Peter's having this conversation. He's talking with God and he's like, hey, God is like, who am I? Jesus is like, who am I? He's talking to all of his disciples. And Peter stands up boldly. He was known as Simon at that time. Um, and Simon says, you are the Messiah, the son of God. You, you are here to save the world. And Jesus replies to Peter's faith. He replies to the miracle that it was that, G, uh, that Peter would know who Jesus really is. And he says this, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. I tell you that you, I tell, someone say tell. Tell. There's the pattern again. I tell you that you are Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Hey, Peter, you are the foundation of my church. And, and anything the enemy throws at you, it will be triumphed and it will be conquered in my name. And this guy who was mistake ridden just like me and you would go on and lead the movement of Christ across the world. An ordinary guy, but whenever God spoke to him with this type of power, he became extraordinary. And his destiny and his calling was solidified. Did Jesus have to say it to Peter? No. But he said it and he spoke it. There's another instance, and I'm not going to put this on the screen, because I could, guys, I can talk to you for seven hours about this. This is all over the scripture. Jesus is on the cross, and he's bearing the weight of sin on his shoulders. And the reason he came was to set you and me free from the sin (laughs) that weighed us down and separated us from God. And it says in the very end that Jesus, before he breathed his last breath, what did he say? It is finished. The sacrifice that needed to be made, the atonement that needed to happen so that we could be set free and forgiven, it is finished. Now, could not Jesus have sat on the cross and just went and breathed his last breath? But why did he say that it was finished? Because the power in his speech, he declared it and it was finished. The earth started to shake. 
the temple fell apart and the veil was torn so that God's presence could be made accessible to you and me. Can I get an amen in this place? He didn't have to. He didn't have to speak, but when he spoke, it is finished. The earth started to shake. There's power. There's power, heavenly power in speaking. And so his words preceded heavenly movement. That is, if you can understand one thing today, his words preceded heavenly movement. The miracles of God were spoken into existence over and over again. Please look at your word. I'm telling you, you will find 400 instances of this happening. His words preceded heavenly movement. And so I I got a question for us today. What would happen in our relationships? What would happen in our world if we realized that our words carried the same weight? Whoa, whoa, Nick, I'm not Jesus. I know, I'm not either. Nick, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I deal with every day. You don't know what a mess up I am. You're telling me that I can talk like Jesus talked. Yeah. And your words can carry the same weight. Your words can speak unseen things into existence. Your words can bring healing to people who are listening. Your words can speak direction into people's lives who have been lost. Your words can do that. Let me tell you how. There's two promises that happen with Christ being crucified on the cross. One, that our eternal place would be found in heaven. In other words, that we can spend an eternity with our Father in heaven. The other thing, there's another promise called the Holy Spirit. God with us. He has promised to be in us. And so Jesus, he made this sacrifice on the cross and he died and he rose again and he meets with his disciples and he goes into heaven. But before he he ascends into heaven, he says, someone say says. He says, I will send a helper to you. I will send a guide to you. And he sends and gives us what is called the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit in us. And after Jesus passes, and you can read the book of Acts, it's filled with all of these instances in which these ordinary people like me and you are filled with the Holy Spirit and speak miraculous things into existence. Look at what it says in Romans 8 verse 11. Check this out. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. In other words, what He's saying is that the power of God is in you, therefore your body and your life on earth will be powerful. The Spirit of God is in you, therefore you will talk in a heavenly way and it will shape history. If the same power is within me, then the same power is within my words. If the same power resides within me, then what I say to my wife can draw all of the potential out of her. That the way that I speak love over my child, Warren, could set his course to be so different that when I speak to someone who is sick or struggling, addicted, weighed down, chained down by the battles in their mind, that my words, fueled by the power of the Holy Spirit, can set people free. If the same power is within me, then the same power is within my words. Jesus says this, Mark chapter 11. Look at what he says. And this is a famous verse. We're talking about moving mountains here, okay? 
And if I were to talk about moving a mountain, I would think, okay, I need probably dynamite, I need some manpower, we need some machines, right? We gotta have a plan, okay? If I wanted to move a mountain. But filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with faith, with faith, what does Jesus say? Truly I tell you, if anyone says, someone say says, says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt. In other words, their heart is filled with faith. It will be done for them. There's a promise over what you say. Words will move mountains in our relationships. Again, and I've shared this story with you before, but we have my grandpa who's pretty distant from us. He's pretty disconnected. And we've kind of put him at that place because it's been a fence in the past and there's been hurt surrounding it. And I'm always challenged whenever I speak about him because I know that I need to speak life over him and I know that there can be healing that can be found. It's just really hard. It's really hard, especially after the things that he's done. But I I believe that mountains can move. And what if there was a Christmas, and here's here's what's crazy, you know, he's, he's older. What if there was a Christmas that we could all sit down and celebrate one another before he goes? You might be at work and you might be stressed and your boss might annoy you every day. And we can get into this habit of sitting in our car. I don't know if I don't know if y'all do this, but like, why am I being why am I here? I hate this. I hate this. I don't want to go here. These people are upsetting me. Like he doesn't get me. Or you can get into your car and say, I want to be unified with him. I want to understand his or her vision. I want to be the best. I say this. I, <laughs> I say this even walking into my mom and dad's business. I say, I'm going to be the best employee you got. Randy still trumps me every time, but I'm going to be the best employee you got. I'm going to be the best employee. I'm going to be. And do I like working construction? No, I hate it. I hate it. But while I'm here, I'm going to be the best employee. And we're going to have a good relationship. And this is going to be a good experience, not just for everyone in this company, but it's going to be a good experience for our clients. We've had clients ask us why we're different. We've had other contractors ask, well, why do you say thank you to one another? This is construction. You're supposed to be pissed off the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, we speak different. Absolutely, we speak different. And look at the favor that happens over our jobs. And look what happens within our company. And look what happens within our team. We're healthy. Yeah, it's hard. You're working with people. It's, it's tense. But we are intentional. I'm intentional about the way that we speak within our company. With Warren, I tell him that I'm proud of him every day. He makes a 24-piece puzzle. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I hope that 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 knowledge of him knowing that his father is proud and that his father loves him, I hope that sticks with him the rest of his life. I'm a messed up person, but if he knows that one thing, I believe he'll be okay. He'll be all right. And so we're intentional. We're intentional about the way that we speak to Warren. We really are. And I know that when we speak over his life and when we speak with faith over him and when we honor one another in the way that we love one another, I I know that my home is expanded and grown and it is fruitful. We are at our best. Oh, let me tell you something. We we had, before we came and started this church, Emmy and I were not in a so hot place and we went to marriage counseling. The one thing that they said to us is, guess what? 
Y'all weren't communicating. Oh yeah, you're right. I stonewall. I don't want to talk about it. It'll be okay over time. No, no, no. We got to communicate. And I'll tell you what, our marriage went from a four to being extravagantly blessed. I'm not going to give it a 10. I mean, <laughs> but it is incredible. And our marriage is so changed. Not because we did anything physically different, because we talk. We talk. How crazy is that? Our connection is so much deeper because we talk. Our words can create, heal, and build. And filled with the Spirit of God, you bet the way that you talk this week, the way that you communicate with one another, is going to be transformational. The way that you talk within your workplace, you might just lead someone to Jesus. But we've got to be intentional about the way that we talk. The way that we speak, oh, this was really cool. Um, we met with, uh, in case you can't tell, we're getting a little full here, okay? Yeah, praise God. Um, and we were looking at a building, and uh, my mom's there. You know, she's chaotic, but I love her. Um, <laughs> my dad's there. He's like, this isn't going to work, but it can work, but it's not going to, but it's going to work. I'm there like, hey, oh my gosh. And Joe Altieri's there like, you know, he's dreaming too. And it's all a great thing. We have Brennan, my brother-in-law there. He's like, this is a good spot. And we're just communicating and talking and we're uplifting and we're encouraging and we're dreaming about the future. And you know what this person who has nothing to do with church says to us? She said, y'all are weird. Where do you go to church? Hmm. She said, I don't know what's different, but the way that you talk and work together, I like this. I really like this. Yeah, that's the power of communicating. Words preceded heavenly movement. Your words can heal, create, and build. And so today, can we put the bottom line up? Can we put the bottom line up? When we speak in a heavenly way, we will see heaven follow our words. Amen, church? Amen. Hey, let's pray together. Let's pray over our relationships and believing that God is going to change our words this week. God, we thank you. We thank you that you modeled for us the power that can truly happen within words, within communication, within speaking to one another. God, I pray this week that we would be incredibly intentional about the way that we speak, fueled by your Holy Spirit, led by your Holy Spirit to talk in a totally different way. And God, I pray that you would affirm us whenever we do rely on your Spirit. I pray that you would affirm us in showing and overflowing supernatural favor over our relationships today. If we've been tense in marriage, God, I pray that a simple conversation would change everything for us. God, if we've had a hard time at work, God, I pray that a supernatural conversation would happen this week that would change the course of our work. God, if there's anyone who is lost, who is close to us, I pray that we would help them to be found through the direction that we can speak into their life. God, there is power in the way that we talk, in the way that we speak. Help us to communicate. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. Hey, let's all stand and let's sing together.